Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. Well, welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I am your host, Rick Lee James, and we are broadcasting today from the Sanctuary of First Church of the Nazarene in Springfield, Ohio. I'm still trying out different things and ways of recording, so I'm recording this week straight to my iPhone, and I actually have a guest. So we're going to try this and see how the sound works out. I think you're going to be really pleased with who we have today. We have David Dooley, the pastor over at Kenton Church of the Nazarene, not too far from here. I'm having him on because he he has a really amazing story of something that happened in the life of his congregation, and I think it's going to be an encouragement to you, and as you hear his story, I think you're going to be encouraged to maybe go out and try to find some ways to do some creative ministry of your own. Just before we have Dave tell his story to us today, I do want to tell you that we have a couple really excellent podcasts coming up after this one as well. Next week, I'm going to be with Brian Powell, who is the District Superintendent of Kentucky District, and we're going to be meeting at Cincinnati, Ohio at the Springdale Church of the Nazarene and he's going to bring his guitars because he's kind of an old time rock and roller himself and we may even play a little bit of music live on the podcast that day but Brian is uh, is quite the blogger in addition to being a district superintendent for the Nazarene Church and he's sometimes uh, controversial a lot of people like what he has to say some people don't as much and so we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to be a person who's in a leadership position and what it means to be a person who's trying to uh, please, not necessarily please people, but to be faithful in the midst of uh, a lot of different voices that are telling you what they think is right. Um, And we're also going to have very soon in October, Walter Brueggemann is going to be joining us here on the Voices in My Head podcast. He has another new book coming out. uh, So I think that makes book number 9052 that he's written. I'm not sure, but he's a really incredible guy. You remember him, I'm sure, from the show we had him on this past year and uh, I'm looking forward to talking with him about his new book. It's an interpretation commentary series, and I think it's going to be super appropriate to us with this time of elections that we're in as a nation and what it means to talk about the kingdom of God uh, versus the kingdom of America, so to speak, and things that we often get hung up on. So those are some shows you have to look forward to, but today is going to be an excellent episode as well. I'm really excited to have my friend, my fellow guitar player, fellow musician, fellow pastor, Dave Dooley. So, Dave, welcome to Voices in My Head. Hey, thanks, Rick. So, you are the senior pastor at Kenton Church of the Nazarene, and Kenton is not far from here, but people who listen may not know where Kenton, Ohio is. You want to tell them anything about Kenton? Uh, We are probably most famous for, uh, we used to hold the national coon dog trials in Kenton. That was, uh, (laughs) yeah. So unfortunately, that kind of defines us a little bit. They're, they're no longer there, but it's a, a really laid-back farming, agricultural uh, kind of base community. Well, who doesn't follow the National Coon Dog <laughs> competition? A lot of people do, I'm sure. Well, you have been in ministry as a senior pastor for how long? 
Um, about nine years. Nine years. Okay. You still look like you're about seventeen years old. Yeah, it works for me. So man. that's yeah. so that's good. Uh, you still have, it's because you still have a full head of hair, <laughs> and uh, you're you're not manly enough to have lost all your hair like I have yeah, yet. Well, I guess if I could give you some of mine, <laughs> man, I would. That's okay. Uh, but thank you anyway. Uh, maybe you just haven't pastured long enough to have your hair be pulling <laughs> out true. all your all your hair yet. Um, but there have been some remarkable things that God has been doing. I think through your congregation. I've been over to your church. Uh, in addition to being uh, a pastor, you're also kind of a, a gearhead as far as guitar, which is why you're meeting here today, actually, because I have some of your equipment I'm giving back to you. Um, but I've played on some of your amazing instruments, and I always appreciate your tone and the way that you play. So we could do like an episode about guitars. <laughs> That's very tempting to do, since we have a lot of musicians listening. But I'm more interested in this story that you have to tell about something that happened out of something as common as Vacation Bible School. Now, every year I see so many Vacation Bible School signs uh, you know, here you drive down the street it seems like every church has whatever this year's program is, you know, something about under the sea or something that it always reminds me of like a dance, you know the <laughs> Enchantment Under the Sea uh, Bible School or something about dinosaurs or something about space or, you know, things like that but the significance of the, the vacation Bible school that you had extends well beyond, I don't even know what your program was, but I do know you had a mission in mind whenever you were doing this. And before we get too far into the details, tell us what size of a congregation you have there at the Kenton Nazarene Church. Uh, we're a congregation currently of about 115 people, kind okay. of our average. Okay, so... When you hear this amazing story, I don't want you to be thinking, like, this is some huge mega church that did this, okay? Uh, this is a story of something that God did through uh, a church that is, is small but healthy, you know, and, and God's doing some good things through you there where you are. So it's not um, – I don't want you to hear this story and think, well, we could never do anything like that or God could never use us. Um, so let's get started with the story of, of mm -hmm. what I want to hear from you. You had a VBS in mind. You've got a congregation of about 120 people, which means probably how many kids are coming in for your Bible school? Um, man, anywhere from you know, 65 to 85 kids. Okay, 65. That's a good number. I mean, that's you know, yeah, it was a, double it was your. Fun, I sure. mean, uh, double we, the half of your congregation. We typically so. have about as many adult volunteers as we do. Children, okay, so, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's great. Well, you had a special goal in mind this year for Vacation Bible School, and I want you to tell our listeners about what that goal was. We had uh, every year since before I even came to the church, uh, they've always had a goal for children to raise money for some sort of mission project uh, that went beyond the outreaches of our community. And so uh, that number through the years has just kind of continually gone up. And uh, this year our initial goal was, that, man, if we could raise $5,000, um, that, that that would be something attainable and realistic. And, um, and so that was kind of our, our goal coming into this. And so I, uh, good friend, uh, Brandon Sipes. Brandon um, has been on the podcast a few times. Yeah, yeah. So, so Brandon works with Nazarene Compassionate Ministries. And so I just said, hey, is there something around this number, you know, we might be able to take care of or to, to give away? And so Brandon did some research. He came back with a couple projects. And one of them uh, was for a church in the Ukraine that is dealing with some uh, displaced people from violence and some other things. The government actually uh, declared where they lived a combat zone, and so they had to leave, and they live in this kind of abandoned sanatorium. 
And the Church of the Nazarene there is helping meet the needs of those displaced people. And so they had written up a proposal where they were needing about $7,000, they felt, to help meet the needs uh, of this community. And so now Brandon, is, is that for like a year, like what they need yes. or not yeah, it's like to, a month? Or it's to, to my knowledge, is to try to help sustain this community, not just provide kind of a one-time, okay. hey, this, this effort's only going to last for a month or a, whatever. Yeah, this, this is, is yeah. something they felt to help sustain the community more long-term. And, the, and uh, from what I understand from what Brandon has told me about this community, too, there's a lot of people who maybe have – Handicaps and different challenges too that are, are living there. Yeah, so it's, of those, there's like 450 people. Of those, I think 250 of them are people with disabilities. Wow, so well over half are, mm-hmm. are disabled. So, um, first, I just want us as listeners to get this in mind because if you're listening from the U.S., we really have a hard time picturing this being displaced from our home, forced out by the government, saying your home's a war zone, you can't be here anymore. No compensation for you. You just got to find some place. Go. You can't even really take your belongings. Probably what you can carry on your back. Um, so you got your family and all these people who really probably can't provide for themselves because they are people who have got various disabilities, physically, mentally, and as you heard of these over 400 people, over half of them are struggling with disabilities and really can't provide for themselves. So this is the ministry Brandon set up for you. So what was your goal as a church to do to help? So so we felt like if we could raise $5,000 during Vacation Bible School Week, that the church then, through our missions giving, we would fund the project. So our goal was to send $7,000 to fund this project. So, um, so get that in your mind first. That's a lot for a church of 120 yeah. people. $5,000 from your kids through a vacation Bible school project. That's yeah, yeah that's pre- huge. Crazy. Like I don't I mean, we're a, a bit larger as a church, not much, but um, I don't think we brought near that in for VBS. So, that's a lofty mm-hmm. goal, but please continue with the story. I've, so, it's just been something that people have bought into kind of through passion and and, and wanting a desire to help mm-hmm. and um so much to the point we have a, a family in our church. They have four small girls that are participants in Vacation Bible School. And they will, throughout the course of their summer not being in school, they come up with projects to raise money to help support whatever the mission would be. Okay. And uh, and so these four girls uh, set out. They started making these canvases and some vases. And uh, you know we let people in the church know and people in the community. And, and before you know it, these four girls alone brought in a thousand dollars off of just creating artwork and passionately saying hey we're just trying to raise money for some some people in other parts of the world that just don't have some of the conveniences and things that we take for granted and uh and so it it already was just birthing this passion yeah. from within children yeah. wanting to make a difference uh, mm-hmm. in the world around them so that's kind of where it it, it all kind of stems from it starts there and then uh, our church and our kids just really get behind it we have a little competition between the girls and boys um who can raise the most yeah. and whoever raises the most in the loser this year happened to get pies in the face yeah and uh, so that's just kind of fun each night it works for us it may not in some yeah. scenarios it just tends to work for that us pie in the face that's been popular around I think around the world in VBS is it's sort of a time honor tradition. Yeah, I yeah. don't know where that came from. But I don't either, man. When Jesus said from the Sermon on the Mount, the the last the lost part of Scripture that we don't have, it's it has to have been somewhere. Jesus said at the end of VBS, 
hit the workers in the face with a pie if you that's it yeah that's <laughs> you know we the caption of a, a video we put together we get through all these wonderful things about what we were able to do for missions and, and then it kind of pauses in the next phrases and then we threw pie and then so, we threw pie yeah so uh, yeah and it's uh, a spiritual exercise it is <laughs> so uh we we went through a week uh we got to friday which is uh kind of the last day of the week and then we have a big push on sunday where we have a closing service so that we take an offering on sunday for the project as well uh going into friday we had raised a little over forty two hundred dollars wow uh going into friday so we and, were feeling and you started monday yes started okay. on monday so it's monday through friday and uh, so we were feeling like at that point, you know what, man, maybe God can really help us meet this $7,000 goal without the church even doing anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then Sunday comes around. And uh, my wife, who directs our vacation Bible school, and she really is the passion and the wheelhouse behind this. I, I'm just the figurehead here. That Brittany, she's an yes. awesome young lady. Yeah. Um, she, she's amazing and, and so passionate about this. So she really is the one that should be giving this interview. But um, <laughs> Anyways, so we, we come to Sunday morning, and it uh, comes time to reveal what we brought in that day and for the whole week. Mm. And uh, my wife gets up, still just, man, it's hard to talk about, just tears flooding her face. Mm. And uh, it's hard to get the words out. She says, just mm. today alone, mm. it was over almost $7,500 wow. came in just on Sunday. Wow. And, uh, and it took the total up over $12,000. I mean, just there wasn't a person that was there that would have thought ever a church that size or yeah. could have even come close to that. Yeah. And uh, and so we were just so humbled. I mean, it was a mir- it, it was a legit miracle. Mm. <laughs> uh, right. It just doesn't happen, and we didn't think it was possible. Yeah. Um, but God obviously had other ideas and, and we were so excited uh, to then the church felt like well we were going to kick in a couple thousand anyways uh, we're just thrilled to be able to to extend to our family our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine to be mm-hmm. able to say you know what I, we know you asked for seven thousand dollars but our God mm. doubled that <laughs> yeah. and so we're going to send fourteen thousand wow. dollars um to help them minister the so, love of Jesus. So double of what they yeah, actually double. were hoping to get yeah. just to sustain their ministry long term. So, whew. And you guys can't see this, but Dave's kind of getting sloppy yeah, and, sorry, and cheery on it. That's so. fine. It's 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 wonderful to hear that kind of news. But I'm, I'm mostly amazed by that, just hearing that story on Sunday morning um, and hearing like... It's almost a loaves and fishes scenario because yeah, yeah. I've been to your church. It's not a palace or anything. No, you, we don't have it's not wealthy. Like, like, it's not like you have rich, rich folks coming no, in there. It's all middle class, um, man, and, and, you, and lower class. And that's not to say it's not a lovely church. It is, and your your people are awesome. But you would think you would hear a story like this, like in a congregation. Well, well they must have seventy five doctors that attend church there, and are just get, and no, it's not. So somehow. The generosity that was spurred by these little children, and I can't help but think of so many scripture passages where Jesus talks about "Let the children come yeah. unto me," and, and that we must become like children in our faith. And the thing I love to hear about this story the most is none of this was like for your church itself. Yeah. Like you weren't trying to go for a building plan or you're going to build a gymnasium. None of that was staying with you. Is actually God was blessing. I think. 
because you were doing something as a church and these children were doing something completely selfless to go out. Um, that is a beautiful story, I think, not only of, of what God is doing in the midst, but what God is creating in the lives of children. And think of that faith story that everyone gets to tell, but hopefully that those children can hang on to and remember yeah. as well that, that we just came to VBS and we started making some pictures and we started trying to sell some different things and, and, and do things through art. And I just, I love the story. So yeah. what what do you think God has taught you through this? Because it's been four, three or four weeks About now three weeks, since, yeah. since yeah. this has all happened there yeah. at your congregation. Um, it, it takes me time to kind of sort through <laughs> maybe what God's speaking to me about things. But what do you, what do you feel like maybe as a pastor... Maybe as a human being, I don't know yeah. what just what this means. What God's kind of trying to tell you about? Yeah, it was so high, and you're right. And I still don't know that I, I fathom all of it. I, I came back last Sunday just uh, to our congregation and basically said, you know, I got a few confessions to make. Yeah. And uh, the first is I, I just felt as if God very clearly spoke to my heart. Uh, you have little faith. Mm. Look, look what, look what I can do. Yeah. And, and I honestly, I mean, I'd love to say. Love to have said I thought this was completely possible. Oh yeah, God can do that. Yeah. But man, I thought we'd be lucky, lucky to get yeah. five or seven thousand yeah. uh, dollars. And so it shattered that. So it was this moment of confession for me. It just broke me mm-hmm. to say, man, I, we serve such. A, it's easy to forget sometimes that we serve a God that just shatters our expectations and our dreams. And so it was that moment of God to forgive me for doubting. And God, help me as we press forward in faith in the mm-hmm. community you've given us to to not let go of this, to, but to believe. Man, if God can can do this, then and He can do absolutely yeah. anything. And the other was to be reminded somewhere in the midst of this too that if God has done that with finances, how much more important was it to hear the stories? And I know you, you haven't seen the video, but of these children that just. Uh, when asked what they've learned, so mm-hmm. that, yeah, Jesus saved my soul. Yeah, reminded me of the rich young ruler that went away sad because mm-hmm. um, he wasn't willing to give his finances. And I, mm-hmm. I thought about that story, and I thought about the other of Jesus healing the paralytic. Mm-hmm. Of you know, which is more important? He asked the Pharisees um, mm-hmm. that I said your sins are forgiven, or take up your mat and walk. Yeah, and and though we raised a great deal of finances, and we're so thankful for what God is going to do with mm-hmm. that. The realization that God saves souls. Yeah. It was a great reminder that yeah. Jesus and He alone can do that. And that's such a great miracle we can forget yeah. and take for granted as well. And so I had a lot of confessing yeah. <laughs> to come before the Lord in my own heart that I really pray will propel me as a leader in our congregation and, and my wife as we share in ministry together. Yeah. It's just exciting. Well, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see too that I, I think sometimes churches want to err one way or the other we want to be focusing only on the spiritual side of things and our growth and yet there is this other dimension that you know the the book of james is almost there in the bible to get us out of that mode but you know faith without works is dead you know you show me your works and and it's it's you are show me your faith and it's nothing if there's no works to follow that up to that so i see it as this beautiful marriage of um you know the church actually doing something with their faith you know mm-hmm. and then as a result it's sort of this cycle that 
you know, children are then responding. Maybe adults are responding mm-hmm. to that too because some people stepped out in faith in the first place, which was put in their hearts. Faith comes from God, you know, mm-hmm. given to us to help us believe. So there's this amazing, beautiful cycle of God putting something in our hearts, us responding from that with our hearts, and that goes to another person, which helps them to respond and then helps them to give. And to it, It's... The kingdom of God, I think, at its best when it's working that way. And the thing I love about this story, too, just hearing it from you today, I've heard it from Brandon, who you mentioned Mm -hmm. before, who who told me about it first, but then to hear it from you, who was actually there for this, um, I don't think our people in our churches want to give just to keep our lights on and just to pay the staff. You know, like... If if I if you were to get up in your congregation and say, Hey, we need to, to raise fifteen thousand dollars because we gotta pay our mortgage this month or you know <laughs> or yeah. pay the bills, it doesn't really inspire much in our congregations. And so some of you that may be out there now I know I have some listeners, uh, just because 'cause I've talked to you, you're in settings in ministry where you feel like it's um almost a lost cause you know you're at the point like that's what we're doing we're just trying to sustain and we're just trying to keep the doors open um i wonder if god doesn't want us in those scenarios to you know just again it is in my weakness um in your weakness that my strength is made perfect sorry i'm i'm misquoting scripture today um but i wonder if sometimes if those times maybe god wants like those of us who are leaders at smaller places like that that don't know where the money's going to come from that we could just do something completely selfish Mm -hmm. i'm selfless my goodness i said that totally (laughs) wrong something completely selfless something that's not going to benefit us the most tempting thing in the world might be for a church to go, wow, look at all this money. Well, let's keep a little of that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yet, if Ananias and Sapphira tells us anything, you know, in yeah, Acts, sure. um, we don't want to be those kind of people. When God gives us something to bless others with, we want to make sure that that is used to bless others. And I think it can inspire. I think we see it here every year when we do something called Faith Promise. Mm-hmm. We do that same kind of offering once a year. And it almost looks like a telethon here at this place because, like, we start at the end of service kind of putting the numbers on the screen, like, mm-hmm. of what's being brought in. But it's not to tout about how much money we've brought in for us. It's actually just to show, look what we've raised today that we're not keeping, you know, and, and so that we can hopefully um, give this out and bless other people. There's a church in Xenia. Every year on their their biggest Sunday of the year for offering Christmas, they give that offering completely away to their community. Um, And and they know it's going to be their biggest offering. And since they've started offering that um, in these last few years to people in the community that are in need, knowing that when they give in that offering, it's not going to stay in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, That offering has gotten even bigger (laughs) with that. So it's just an interesting parable of, of if we're needing help with um, I don't know, direction finances, maybe even listening for God. Maybe God's calling us to step out to something that's way beyond us. Um, and So I hope that's an encouragement. I think that story encourages my heart, even in my own ministry. I mean, gosh, I'm doing this ministry on the road where I'm traveling constantly. And I've, I've got a lyric in one of my songs that says... Uh, $30 in gas from $20 in tips doesn't get you too far down the road. And it feels that way most of the time. Like mm-hmm. you're constantly, and I'm constantly feeling like, what do I do next to keep this thing going? And it
it encourages my heart like okay you need to start stop thinking about what you're doing and start thinking about what god might be able to do for others through you mm-hmm. and so so i thank you for sharing with that now this is an off the uh, something we did not talk about so you don't have to talk about this at all. <laughs> if you don't all right. want to and we can just end it out my listeners are used to that i asked andrew peterson to play a song live on the air one time and he declined so don't feel bad if he can do it um he, he said it was better with the piano and all he had was a guitar handy so that's fine so say no if you don't want to talk about this but you and your wife have uh, have been experiencing some things as far as adoption and yeah. uh, you just you from what i understand there's some exciting news to share mm-hmm. with that too would you just want to share just briefly about maybe what god's kind of doing yeah. in, in oh, you guys' marriage because i think there's Man. people listening too that um i know i have several people that have adopted kids that listen or people that are trying to i just think this is an encouraging story. yeah yeah no uh, you know it's my wife and i've been uh married over eight years and uh been unable to have children and for some health reasons and so um yeah we felt like god very clearly laid it on both of our hearts two years ago that this was something he was asking us to pursue Mm -hmm. and uh, so we began that process and it's a big financial burden uh, for us so we really just kind of made enough to make ends meet so we started figuring areas of sacrifice and what we needed to do and Mm -hmm. um and god's it's it's been one miracle after another Mm -hmm. from just the financial end uh the other is our community Uh, Mm -hmm. and the church has been super supportive but man people that don't attend our church that uh, work in the school systems mm-hmm. or just come across us through being in the community have said hey we want to we want to help you guys do this because we, we really just believe in, in what you're trying to accomplish and so mm-hmm. uh, the financial side of it all came through and exceeded wow. our expectations we had kind of a goal and god did the same thing of yeah, yeah here's what i'm gonna do and yeah um so that all came to be and as of uh it was just a few days ago, really. Uh, all of our home study and, and every, all the paperwork, all the kind of waiting through that has been yeah. finalized. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a huge just kind of not that you know, hate to say it was a burden, uh, but there were moments where it felt like a burden. Yeah. And uh, so to finally be at this stage yeah. to where we're just continually always been trusting that God's timing was in it, but yeah. now it just feels a little more like okay, yeah, now yeah. it can can realistically go go forward so yeah it's been uh been really just an amazing journey of faith and and i would encourage anybody if god's laid that on your heart to just step out and trust him he's Mm -hmm. he's been so faithful uh, through the process so it sounds like you're at the point where you might actually get to bring home a child soon we are you know faithfully hoping we're in an infant adoption uh, program here in the united or in the state of ohio actually would be our preference and uh we're just trusting right now the good lord is is working that out uh, and things that we can't see or predict but that's such a all the preliminary stuff is such a hurdle leading to that Mm -hmm. and just several people that i've talked to that have been through that process so uh so congratulations on on many fronts and again i feel like that i know it would be your child so it's not it is something that benefits you but i feel like even that is something that is going outside of yourself for too and i think that's one of the most godly things we can do as believers and um uh, who, who knows what god may have for people listening to this if that's something that god's put on your heart too and you're wondering well we could never uh we could never adopt we could never afford that 
uh, maybe God's stretching you at this point too to say, "See what I can do. Yeah. Look, look and see what I can do. Um, give yourself to others and and minister to others." So, yeah. well, these are encouraging tales that you're telling me today. So I really appreciate <laughs> oh, it. Anything else you want to share before we uh, we close this down? Just thanks for uh, man. Thanks for having me on and sure. thanks for your friendship and oh, man. encouragement through the years. And if I had anything to, you know, we just just always wanted to serve the Lord and um, and model that. And so I hope nobody thinks this is nothing we could have done mm-hmm. or did. Yeah, it, it was just that almost the getting out of the way and saying, God, whatever you want, do it. Yeah. And uh, man, it's just amazing what our God can do when people yeah. just say, it's all, it's all yours. For sure. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, maybe the next time we can do some guitar That'd stuff be fun, on man. the show. I, I, I am not a yeah, not on uh, Rick James' playing field here, but I love to play music, so <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> well, Dave Dooley, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. Thank you for joining me here this week on the Voices in My Head podcast. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com, follow me on Twitter at rickleyjames, like my artist page on Facebook at facebook.com slash rickleyjames, and keep up to date on what I'm writing at my author page on amazon.com. Make sure to follow my calendar on the website, and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for Pair Booking Agency. That's P-A-R-E Booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. May the God of peace, who raised Christ from the dead, strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.